um, like back in the days, you would have called your broker and tell him, buy me Apple above uh, 110 and yeah. not above 110.23, right? Yeah. So the 110 became a major... Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Trader Over the Shoulder. Like always, Alex, the youngest. Back, back from holiday. Yeah, <laughs> so we got a great episode uh, for today. But if, in case you missed the uh, previous one, go ahead and watch them as well. Uh, we talked about uh, trade management, risk management, strategies. Um, what else we started from the trading for a living yeah. how do you start trading for a living so many you know all the basics and all the, the fundamental things for a newbie trader I think right. we went over so go ahead and check them out either on YouTube you can see us uh, sitting on a nice uh, sofa or um, you can listen on uh, Spotify yep. Apple um, uh, Google I guess and all of those uh, social medias yeah. uh, podcasters that's it yeah a so trader over the shoulder here you go. Uh, I can't believe, actually, before we continue, I can't believe you did the the uh, podcast that I wanted to do the, the most. I know, I know. And you did that. They actually did that when I was away. So it's like they did that. On, I don't know if they did that on purpose. Definitely on purpose. Uh, definitely definitely on, purpose. on purpose. But I'm, I'm going to have to listen to that back as well because I think the trade management is the most important thing with trading, isn't it? So It is for maybe a little bit of an advanced trader, right? Because yeah. as soon as you start trading, you can start trading just with a, you know, take profit, stop loss. Yeah. But as soon as you get in more advanced, then you really want to manage it. Trade, manage the trade. There's a problem, problem with that I see with a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially actually with me as well. I get kind of like itchy fingers when I'm watching a trade and it's going my way. Right. For some reason, I've got to have a thing that I want to start messing with it. I want to, you know, start moving my stop to break even or, you know, start. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you talked about last week. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We know okay. when to do it. That's it. I mean, if you're enjoying in Vegas, at least we're... Uh, enjoying as yeah. well. That's fair enough. I'll so take... What's, uh, uh, what's up? What we're so today, today, I actually wanted uh, you to take me, but also everybody through... Um, your process of your your strategies from when you first started to uh, the way it's developed and where it's actually at now. I know we touched on it a little bit in different podcasts, but we didn't really go in depth of what was your first strategy, how you found that first strategy, to then where you've taken it now. And then I'll say a little bit about where I've taken mine and what I'm trying to develop as well. But uh, yeah, tell us first about your first strategy, because I know you studied for quite a long time before you actually started trading. Yeah. So what was your first strategy, if you could break it down? Then. Right, so I guess first, you know, you start as a trader or as a, like someone who wants to become a trader and then you go through um, a huge path of uh, like a long ass path of uh, becoming a real trader, right? Yeah. And this is a roller coaster. You're going up and down, up and down, uh, you know, breaking new lows. Reaching new highs, it's a crazy roller coaster as a trader. And obviously, you change as a person mm -hmm. because time uh, passed by, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you start at 20 or 20, I started at 24. Yeah. So you start at 24, and then, you know, you're a young person, you like to hang out, whatever. But as you reach in the 30s and the, 
uh, 40 right now. Children, so, yeah, uh, children uh, all that. So, wives. You know, changing, uh, yeah, consistently changing as a person as well. Yeah. Also as a trader, you know, you're becoming more um, self-aware. You're becoming more uh, relaxed in your training, more patience and all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, the strategy changes as well. Yeah. Because, uh, when I first started, I I traded mostly in momentum strategies. Mm-hmm. Like um, I developed a system after probably eight months in the in the game. Wow. Developed my yeah because so eight months is quite a long. So when I first got into trading, it was like okay, YouTube. Uh, EMAs, crossovers, yeah, that's that's what I'm got. That's my strategy now, you know. So you actually took that further, and you you built something for eight months. Yeah, because again, I started. Uh, I learned for like an hour, uh, um, a year and a half, or maybe even two years before I actually execute the first trade that I took. So mm. I knew what I need to do. I just didn't have the experience. Mm. So. Um, um, I just sat in front of the computer, you know, more hours uh, watching the charts, and then I started building the, this, crafting the strategy. So, um, what I did is basically went to the daily chart, mm-hmm. took um, in stocks, you know, and, and the round number. Mm-hmm. Also in indices, the round number is very, um, you know, important. Everybody's right? looking at right? it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like back in the days, you would have called your broker and tell him, buy me Apple above uh, 110 and not above 110.23, right? So, the 110 became a major level, you know, psychology and all of that. And then the algos just uh, running and playing with those numbers. So, I went to the daily chart and I actually, I call this strategy one shot, one kill. One shot, one kill. Like getting in, getting out, super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one to one ratio, mm-hmm. so I risk uh, twenty cents to get twenty cents. Mm-hmm. But I managed the trade just a little bit. I tried to uh, trail and stop it, so to get like twenty three cents, to get forty cents, and mm-hmm. all that instead of uh, really one to one. I had um, um, the percent, the success rate that I had is between seventy two to seventy three. Insane. Like for for at least three or four uh, years. Wow. Yeah, that was super great. I actually sent every every uh, Sunday, I sent to my uh, like guys that want to uh, follow me or whatever, mm-hmm. I sent them a list of the stocks mm-hmm. that I'm going to trade. Nice. So uh, ABC above mm-hmm. $72, Apple above 105 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I actually had a nice list before and I just, um, you know, just entered above the round number, a mm-hmm. cent above the round number, 20 cents below was my stop loss, 20 cents above was my uh, not take profit because I moved my stop losses, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd get your bias off the daily, and then you would go into a lower time frame to get your entry, or no, how would you? The, the entry just, was the just, same, because yeah. it's a price, it's yeah. not, you know, $72, so it doesn't matter if you look at the... Uh, yeah. Hourly chart, it's still $72. So you're just getting that point, $72, and yeah. then... Because the, the level of the round number was the case. Mm. So the, if we're going a little bit into the, the details, the rules, so it had to add, have um, two touches, um, either cross it by a tail or just close and open below the 72. So for example, mm. if you imagine that... that you have one time, let's say six months ago, we touched the 72 mm-hmm. with a tail, yep. right? 
Then six months later, it touched it again. Mm -hmm. And then the third time, that's when you're buying reaching it. The, the level I'm entering. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all, uh, you know, a lot of rules uh, around it, but pretty simple strategy. And the numbers were, uh, were great. But um, since it was a one to one ratio, I didn't make a lot of money on that, right? Because at the end, uh, I was taking like 23 or 24 or 40 cents uh, in profit. Um, but yeah, it was profitable, but not like, uh, not mm. like crazy profit. Where did you find that strategy or did you just make that strategy up by looking in the charts for, for a long time? Yeah, definitely. Just looking at the charts, mm. you know, you're watching every day, hours and hours and hours. You're just understanding the psychology of the, the price, the psychology mm. of the human behavior when they looking for the round number. And then mm -hmm. you see, okay, you touched it here, touched another one here. The third time you break through it. And then I started to, uh, you know, just... Uh, building the, the setups or building the patterns, just categorize uh, mm. them, yep. right? So uh, if it was two touches and the third one, that was, uh, don't really remember, but let's say B plus. Mm. But if it was uh, three touches and this is the fourth time we're mm -hmm. reaching that level, this is uh, uh, better, right? Yeah, stronger, stronger, let's say if it's a stronger level, you have three for four touches, then you know the opposite side, it's gonna be a, yeah, because it's like um, it's like thinking of uh, a wall. If you take uh, an hammer, mm -hmm. right, and you smash it in the wall, mm -hmm. so the first time it's just an, a crack. Then mm -hmm. The second time is breaking some. It's actually a little bit how some of my trades. A little bit about the strategy that I use is quite similar because I wait to see if a level has been touched multiple times for break through that level, and then I get on get into the trade on the retest of that level. Okay. So yeah. that's where I would get in. Um, it's a good I would, I'd be, uh, I, I'm, I've normally seen, especially when I'm trading crypto as well, that sometimes it will break a, break a level and then go straight back down. It's like taking all of that liquidity, taking everybody's uh, mm -hmm. stops and then just go straight back uh, down. So like that's why I wait for the, break, like a, basically yeah. a false break. But the thing is, since you're um, looking at or taking the trade from the daily chart, yeah. then this false break is actually my profit intraday. Mm, yeah. Because the tail, the, yeah. the false break of That was where well, you got in and then where you money. got out. Yeah, yeah interesting. Exactly. So um, you're counting on the daily because there's a lot of people, much more people watching the daily and mm -hmm. uh, trading the daily chart. And then you're just taking your profit intraday. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. And you use that specific stra strategy for three years or did you have other strategies that you would use as well on I top traded of that? also you know the, like pullbacks and other stuff like that viva pullbacks for yeah. example but uh, for some reason um, you know it was my main definitely 70% of my trading wow yeah and what, what made you want to change from that then when did you get to the point where it was like okay I've had enough of this I mean do you you just change as a person, like I said. You mm. know, um, I wanted to be better, manage the trade, because in those days I didn't really manage the trade besides moving my stop loss as a trailing stop. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to play, let's say, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I understood more the, the chart and the um, and trading process, mm -hmm. so I wanted to be a little bit more involved in it, taking more profit, not just a one-to-one -one and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but I, to be honest, 
I can easily say, maybe you can guys go ahead and check me out but uh, on this one, but probably still working till this day. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's like a variation from what you said is, you know, that's something that I, I kind of use similar, like similar kind of techniques as well or similar things that I look for before I get into a trade is if it, a level has been hit multiple times and it breaks through and retests that level and that's where I get in. Yeah. Um, I guess this this was uh, was the base of um, building the the strategy that I've been using since then. The, mm -hmm. You know the counter trend strategy. Mm -hmm. Since then, since I already understood how levels work and uh, you know the breakthrough or the or the false break. Mm -hmm. From that point, just uh, so for somebody who doesn't know what a counter trend strategy is, it's basically you're looking for a reversal in the the price action. Yeah. Yeah. So well, first you need to see uh, like um, a strong momentum move mm -hmm. to the upside or the downside, yeah. and then you take the opposite direction, mm -hmm. basically bind the button or still in the top. And when did you actually start going into that then? So you went from the first strategy you're using for a few years. You've always been an intraday trader though. You've never been yeah, like yeah. a from day one. From day one. Yeah, yeah. Why? Whew. Uh, first, you can sleep at night easily. Yeah. <laughs> you closed all your position. It doesn't matter. You you made money or lost or lose money, yeah. and you're not open to the market. So you would always, no matter what, no. close it at the close it at the, the end of the day. Really, even if your trade was you know it was shooting up towards you, you take profit and you just was like, I'm gonna let this trade run. You'd never do that. You'd just be like, that's it. I'm closing. I it. didn't have a lot of those. Okay. Um, but um, if I reach like five, ten minutes at the end of the closing bell, yeah, That's definitely it. take my profit and get out. Interesting. Up. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know that also changed uh, in time, and you know I got like ten or maybe twenty percent of the trades. Then afterwards, I made it. Yeah, I kept going for another day or kept mm -hmm. going for another day or two. But um, yeah, definitely day trading. Um, it's more interesting to me. I don't mm -hmm. like swing trading. Mm -hmm. I can be good at it, but I, I don't really like them, not finding any interest in it, you know? It's not, you don't enjoy doing yeah. swing trades. Because you just buy it, and now you need to wait for hours or days, mm -hmm. and you're not really feeling the trade, you're not really involved, you're not active. Mm -hmm. So, so you like having active. hands on in front of the charts, managing it, yeah, like yeah. being a real hands on trader? Oh, yeah. That's all the fun in it, though, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. that's what I like as well. I mean, you see the chart moving in front of you, either to, against you or to your favor, but at the end, you're watching the charts. And mm -hmm. this is something that I love to do from the beginning till this day, you know? Something addic quite addictive, but, uh, in my opinion. I love watching the charts as well. I always look at it as like a computer game. Yeah. So you want to be involved in the computer game. When did you start going from a daily, looking just at the daily to start looking down into, because you usually sometimes look at like 30 second charts or even less, five. no, five second charts. I love the five second charts. Never looked into a chart on a five it. second so before. You can see so much information in five second. Wow. This is why I don't use um, level two, for example, because mm -hmm. five second, it's literally, if you, if you like level two, just go mm -hmm. to the five second, you will see the same you will have the same result. You will see the same uh, thing going on. 
even better under five seconds because you actually see the price. Ex that, explain that, to that people what a level level two is, so they know so what level, level two, two is. Basically, the market depth. It's the book mm -hmm. where you see all the limit orders mm -hmm. uh, waiting uh, to mm -hmm. get filled, right? Yeah. Buyers and sellers on each side, so you get to yeah. see the buyers on one side, the sellers on one side, the volume. You get to see a lot more information than just looking at just a normal just candlestick chart. Although the it's not ordered that executed. So isn't it, ordered, is it like market? Like pending, ah, so it's not market, it's just limit orders. Yeah. So when you're looking at it, it's actually kind of fake because they can spoof it. Yeah, like spoofing, they can uh, delete their uh, orders, <clears> they can, you know, use uh, Eden orders or iceberg orders and mm -hmm. stuff that you want really, you will see a hundred uh, shares when I buy it at a certain mm -hmm. level, but it's actually two million shares because they're presented on the hundred shares, right? So it can be manipulated quite easily. Definitely. So mm -hmm. um, on a five second, for example, you can you consider the actually uh, you know the execution, mm -hmm. and you see all the tiny levels mm -hmm. that you can actually work with and understand. Okay, if it will break that level, I can add and scale into my position. Or if it will break this level, I can actually uh, scale out of my position like, mm -hmm. or averaging down or whatever is your thing. But at the end, on a five second, you see a lot of information. That's you can. crazy. That's cr I, I just like, find that absolutely insane because you've got to be so fast. You've got to be, you've got to take, take, take in so much information in, you know, seconds, you know, it's like, you must have, it must have taken you time to get used to a five second chart then though. Yeah, but you know, when you're watching the, the one minute chart every day, all yeah. day long, you're getting used to it. This, mm -hmm. is, this is your, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. And your counter trend trading, you started then obviously using indicate, did you, first off in your first strategy, did you use any indicators? Or is it just price first action? One, no, the, the just price action. Kill, no, just uh, price action, mm -hmm. daily chart, um, sometimes weekly chart finding levels, mm. strong levels like um, uh, round number, but very strong one on yeah. the weekly chart. But mostly daily, mm -hmm. and just um, playing the price action, understanding how price reached that re uh, resistance level, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes the price will uh, bounce up from let's say 50 to 16, mm -hmm. just two candles, mm -hmm. right? So you don't really want to take the, the break because it's already extended. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it will reach it and get a little bit uh, faded, and then. Would you prefer if you're, let's say, you're you're, you know, about to sell or buy a level? You prefer price to actually go there slowly, or would you prefer it to yeah, go there so slowly than faster? In, in this case, yeah, the one shot one kill strategy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You want to see a low volume, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. so you don't want to see any excitement before the actually breaking of the round number. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if it was the opposite way around, you'd maybe look at that as like a, a fake out or something like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Tom, from there, you went into the, what's the next strategy? Your, uh, I mean, between those strategies, I uh, had, you know, the, all the, the good stuff, the, the pullbacks and, um, you know, the, the flags, I used to trade a lot of flags. Yeah, flags are fun to trade. Yeah, definitely. Also a momentum strategy yeah. flag. But um, I don't know, I feel like I can first uh, read much easier, easier the counter trend. Mm. I can understand it more clearly. Yeah. I can 
uh, understand the, who is um, you know participating the, in the, the market participants the, the they're actually moving the price and manipulating the price. Mm. And this is why I call that uh, that strategy is smart money manipulation. Mm-hmm. It's literally the smart money manipulating the price in order to get you in the trade. To, yeah, you know, I, every time I see it, I see it all the time where, you know, prices has gone really fast through a level um, on low volume. And then I'm just like, yeah, there's people buying this level right now and they're buying it and I know they're going to get absolutely destroyed. And the next you know, 15 minutes, bang, straight, the whole candle has just been taken in just yeah, one yeah. candle. It's like, oh, it's kind of fun actually just watching it as well. Sometimes you can get in, get out, but sometimes being on the side is actually good to, good watch to be it well. yeah, watching yeah. it. Yeah. Spend time, definitely spend time just sitting in front of the charts yeah. and observing and, you know, yeah, watching it. So be- before we'll get to that, tell me a little bit about your um, you know, the guys that listening. Cause for, the, for the crypto stuff. So I first started with a strategy that I'd look on. Um, I'd look on a daily chart and I'd look for price to, you know, like a W or like a double double bottom or something like mm-hmm. that, where basically it's tried to get through a resistance level, but couldn't. And then I'd go down to, let's say, like a one hour, 15 minute. And then I'll try to... To get into, let's say, a buy if it was at a resistance level. Okay. That was your first strategy, right? <clears throat> I said my first strategy because the problem I've had with, with quite a lot, I've got so many different techniques that I use. I haven't actually got a specific strategy that I've got. Like you, you had these these rules, these hardcore rules, and you wouldn't take it unless it's that, like they hit those rules, you know? Yeah. Whereas me, I've got these techniques where I'd look at it, and if I know that pattern, I would, I'll, I'll take the trade, you know? What does it mean, know that pattern? If I've seen that pattern a lot, let's say a double, bot, like a double bottom or a flag pattern, um, let's say price has gone up and then it's starting to, to make a, a retracement on low volume, and I'm looking at market structure and I feel, okay, that's, that's like the typical flag pattern. Right. Then I'd actually get into, get into a buy position if it's going up. And that's where I'd look at market structure a little bit to put my take profits on top of that. So I call them techniques because I don't have really like hard rules. But I've been watching the charts for so long, you kind of understand reoccurring patterns that happen quite a lot. So my first strategy was seeing like a a double top or a double bottom then i'd go into a lower term time frame and then i'll just see if i could get into on a retrace or right. a continuation or something like that okay but you didn't have any like hardcore rules because nah. you know a flag okay you know how a flag mm. looks like right or so maybe bottom, but. subconsciously i do mm. like subconsciously what i would want to see is the, on the retrace, I want to see a lower lower volume. So a lower volume on the, right. let's say it's going going up. On a small retrace, I want to see lower volume. I don't want to see suddenly high volume of sellers coming into the market because... What you know, if, I, if you see a high volume? I, I don't get in. You don't get in? I don't get in. So that's a rule. Yeah, maybe I do have rules. I just don't, you know, I haven't got, I haven't got them written down. Like, you know, a lot of traders have these hardcore written down rules. I've just got things that I know in the back of my head to always look out for when I'm, before I'm actually taking a trade. 
um, like a discretionary trading. Uh, yeah, probably. I prefer that way because I've never been too good with rules and anything. So when I have rules, sometimes you, you can bend them a little bit. So I right. prefer having a rough what I'm roughly what I'm looking for, and then take the trade on. Obviously, if I feel like this is a good trade, or I feel like this is um, working in the context of what is going on. Yeah. Um, I got you. But yeah. Definitely. So when I started, I had those very specific and strict rules. Mm -hmm. Super raw body. You know? mm -hmm. But as I continue along, I actually changed to, again, more discretionary. Person, more trader, yeah. Mm -hmm. More discretionary, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think. The hardest thing was a newer trader when you're first coming in, you're bombarded with so many different strategies, mm -hmm. um, so many things like off YouTube or so many things that people are telling you to do. And you do try a lot of things, but I feel like the best way to actually learn, as you said, is actually just looking at the chart mm -hmm. and seeing what price action actually does. And you eventually start to get a good feel of kind of, I would say the personality of the chart or the personality of that asset. Mm -hmm. You get a good feel about what's going to happen. And you see yeah. it so many, so many times, eventually you kind of build that, as you say, playbook in your head that that's the kind of techniques or the kind of strategies you use. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would add here is, you know, as soon as you got it in your head, try to put it on paper as well. So try to write it down. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so you will have the idea and you will have, you know, you will start looking at, you know, the thing that you want to buy a car, mm -hmm. a new car, for example, yeah. right? And you go out thinking of, uh, let's say, just for the sake of it, the BMW Series 3. Okay, okay. it's a nice right. car. Yeah. So you go outside, you start driving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you, you're watching and uh, just on the, on, the, uh, you know, on the road, you will see lots of BMW Series 3. Mm -hmm. all of a sudden because you're paying attention to it exactly so if you write it down you will have more focus and you will be mm -hmm. you know into it more mm -hmm. you, know, you will understand and find it uh, better and more mm -hmm. see what I'm saying yeah so so just take what you take it in my head and just put it paper. down into to paper so yeah that's really when when you start off we had loads of these little techniques and now what i look for especially in the crypto market is like where it gets to a certain swing position or a certain level and i do look for those fake outs all those like fake breakouts where price goes takes that kind of liquidity and then goes back mm -hmm. the opposite direction because yeah. i do look at level two i look at something called exo charts which you can see um market participants where they're actually going in and how much volume there is into one candle and it really gives you a good idea of what's actually happening other than just seeing like a, let's say a 15 minute candle or a five minute candle it gives you a lot more um information about what is actually going on and especially if there's a lot of people trying to get price up to that area and then they're just totally destroying it back down to the opposite direction, I like to ride that down to at least like the next level. Okay. Um, I'll have to show you though. Yeah. I want to get I want to get I want to get Mickey into crypto so bad. What was the trade that we did on? We Luna. did a trade on Luna. Yeah. So Luna first trade, first trade on crypto. 
it was fantastic though. Yeah, I but think it's it, like a thousand, I don't know, like 800 percent. Yeah, it was. So Luna absolutely crashed. If anybody's into crypto, they would see what happened to Luna, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And I was in disbelief, but it got down to about one dollar. Mm. And I said to you that I wanted to get in. And then I and then it got to one dollar. I was like, nah, this is too risky. I'm not getting in. You were like, stop being a... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, stop being a, a wussy or whatever and just get in. And then suddenly the whole office starts buying and, and I think we got in at $1. You got out uh, around, you got your, around 6 and I had I had some orders around three, around four, and we got out at like, like gradually out. But that was incredible. That was a good first couple of trades and that was... It's fun. Yeah, that was fun. The whole office was cool. That was really cool, but I can't believe what happened to. That's not normal. For anybody that's seen crypto, all for cryptos that are in like the top ten, to see something that happened on Luna is really not normal. So that was quite a, a crazy day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but then you just withdrew the money. You didn't. I withdrew some of it. Um, and I will add the, the what I left. I would probably buy more. Yeah. You need to find the right one. Yeah. I like crypto, but crypto is very similar to stocks. You know, I look at it and it, it yeah. the way it moves, the kind of, as well, the manipulation that goes on. It's the same kind of, same kind of things. A market um, is a market. You know, market's you a market. Any kind of market, you will see the same strategies, the same results, the same participant, you know, human behavior, all of that, that nonsense. Uh, yeah. Smart money, dumb money, mm -hmm. all of that, you got it everywhere yeah. around the world. As soon as you have buyer and seller, you got a market. So yeah. All of those stuff uh, will work. Mm -hmm. You can play with it as you like. We just, you know, you like to trade crypto for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I like to trade stocks. 20, 24 hours, always available. It moves a lot faster than a lot of other assets. Right. Um, Said so Forex. Forex is a little bit... Oh no. What do you think of Forex? Ah, let's not get into that. No. But although, I, I, try, I tried it and it's great. Yeah? Um, yeah, really great. You know. A market's a market. It's a market. Yeah. yeah. Just trade what you like. Uh, what I really like on stocks, that also in crypto, we got uh, volume. Yeah. On Forex, we don't. But um, yeah. yeah, I did some great trade uh, on last week on uh, dollar. What was it? Dollar yen or something. Dollar yen. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, dollar's been strong though, isn't it? It's like you get the, the strong. You got dollars really strong, and then yen is like super weak. So it's, I don't know how, what happened with that trade then. Uh, it was good, but you know, like yeah. day trading. So yeah, in and out. Shorting it, yeah. What kind of indicators? Because I know you love the MACD, and I also like MACD and MACD divergence, especially right. for um, you know trend reversal and things like that. When, when I'm looking for the trade that I was saying, where it goes and takes the liquidity, one thing that I do look is for like a divergence as well to kind of help me out. I love yeah. MACD divergence. What kind of indicators do you think people? should look at and um, like what indicators do you recommend so you know when i started i besides the the one shot one kill with the daily chart yeah uh, for example for pullbacks i used um 20 50 200 emas 20 50 to okay yeah, 200 EMAs, yeah. vwap pivot points mm -hmm. um yeah 
that was my main um, indicators that I worked with, and um, and the MACD uh, I entered it as well. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I played with those uh, indicators. I, I tried everything: the RSI, the Bollinger Bands, IDX, mm. Momentum, whatever. I tried them all, and and to be honest, most of them will work for you if you yeah. know how to work them. You know? Yeah. So the, the problem is the the person who executing them, not the mm -hmm. not the indicator itself. Yeah. So I don't know. For some reason, I, I'm more connected to the MACD. So it's mm -hmm. basically EMAs. For those of you who don't know, um, MACD mm -hmm. is basically two EMAs. That uh, the difference between them show you one level of EMA mm -hmm. and the nine EMA mm -hmm. exponential moving average, and um, I love the divergence, yeah. you know, with the price because I understand first I go to the chart first, mm -hmm. right? Because most traders fail on you know looking at indicators, only indicators. Yeah, uh, guys, I watch charts of guys that had like ten indicators and mm -hmm. the chart is like this small. I I don't know how people could do that. I don't know how they could do it because it's a it's, it's a waste of uh, you know you need to understand the price section before you're looking at the indicators. Yeah. The indicators are just you know um, inputs from the confirmations or confluence and things like that. Yeah. So um, price section first. I understand that it should you know these days I will uh, look at a chart and I will most of the time will be right that. There is a diversion in the MACD without yeah. looking at the MACD, just mm -hmm. looking at the chart. I understand mm -hmm. the, the movement of the, of the chart. So, um, but it just gives me a little bit more of confirmation. For example, uh, two days ago, three days ago, I took the NASDAQ mm -hmm. when it was at the bottom, it reached a major support level, had a nice uh, deviation in the MACD on the 4H mm -hmm. chart, and um, Mostly in futures, I trade. When I trade futures, it's mostly one um, H or four H, mm -hmm. and it was perfect. Volume uh, going up at the bottom, you know, everything you so need. It's, so, it's funny because that picture I sent Mickey actually a picture of some TA that I did like a couple of weeks ago at the very point that he actually took his trade, yeah. and I I actually. All of the confluence came from where I was looking at was multiple different fib lines because I love using fibs. That's one strategy I use as well. A lot of uh, retracements back to fib areas, um, and that area specifically had tons of like macro and micro confluence of fib areas. And I sent that to you, and it went up to about I think nine percent. And you actually took that trade. Yeah, yeah. You took Almost it on. From the bottom. You took it on totally different confluences though. But it's all the same, you know. Yeah. No, a level is a level in all cases. When you have an MACD deviation, you will probably have a RSI deviation as well or ADX. Uh, the Fibonacci retracement, mm -hmm. uh, reaching support levels as well. You know, everything it all connected. comes together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is why you want to. Um, you can easily see, um, you know, your own strategy, and then go to your friend. And this is why you want to trade with others and mm -hmm. have a community to work with. Because then if you would hear and tell me, yeah, this one is also reaching my Fibonacci level, it mm -hmm. would Gives you some confidence. And, my confidence yeah. and it will increase your confidence as well. Because mm -hmm. uh, I would tell you, yeah, this is a great level, da, 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 and you mm -hmm. would buy it as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, like, I like being in communities where there's other traders. Not a lot of people understand 
how much it takes out of you to actually trade and be you know trading and understand what's going yeah. on so it's good did you with your strategies did you ever go through a pitfall or a downside where you had multiple losses all at the same time like let's say five or ten times that you were using that strategy you just had multiple losses all the time throughout like uh, days yeah like non-stop you just like we're lost 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 first i did have uh, obviously i don't see a trader i don't know a trader that didn't have like consecutive uh, losing losses days. yeah um so yeah i did but um again i'm trying to build when i'm building this, my strategy of uh, strategies that i worked with or is still working that the, um, i'm trying to build some something with a little bit more of a um, success rate, mm -hmm. you know, like 50 or 54, something like that. Last year, I, I closed it with 63 or 64% of success rate. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for... With those. that particular strategy or with uh, on your mostly, on your book? Uh, on, on all the books. On like all the books. All the, all the accounts, but mostly it was that strategy that I worked with. So nice. Yeah, so I'm always aiming for just a tiny bit more of a success rate, you know, mm -hmm. to give me the the position that even if I'm losing, let's say, five in a row, I know that I'm, you know, statistically will get back on the horse. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to ask. How do you know when to keep using that strategy? You know, it's like a lot of people as well, and I can say it from me as well, when you do something for for a while and then suddenly you see you're just getting lost, 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 lost. How do you know when to, you know, keep going with that or to cut, cut, the, cut the strategy? I mean, this, uh, the strategy is probably still okay. Mm. You just need to understand what's not working right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think uh, we talked about it uh, also, Sol and I, uh, last episode, uh, a little bit about it. The, um, you know, you need to understand the market condition. Yeah. If you're trading in a volatile uh, market, or if you're trading in a, let's say, an uptrend, right? Yeah. The market is an uptrend, like two months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're trying to do counter trend mm -hmm. and catching the the top. Mm -hmm. you, you won't get a lot of. Um, you yeah. Know, a lot you want to continue with the trend. Yeah. You want to continue to the with the trade. So, the trend. So, understanding that will help you. It's not this. The strategy is not working. But you need to apply it just a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe look for a specific stocks to trade those kind of uh, counter trend, for example. Yeah. Or switch it and say, okay, we'll drop the this counter trend, you know, to twenty percent mm -hmm. of my total, and let's put fifty or sixty percent to trend following, and so on. But the uh, okay, but how would you know that? You know, like obviously you don't know what the chart's going to give you. You wake up in the morning, okay. You've had a rough idea with over the last few days where the price is going, but how do you know this is this is the strategy that I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna use, or do you just say I'm not gonna take a trade until price is within my my strategy? The reason I ask this is because I've got loads of like I said techniques that when I go into the charts, I'm looking for those particular techniques or those particular patterns, and then I'd get into a trade. I wouldn't look for I'm not getting into a trade until I find actual a strategy, you know, which maybe I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but so you know that thing, um, the phrase, uh, the trend is your friend. Yeah. So it's not really the trend is your friend, but it's actually the 
the full picture of the market is your friend. So first of all, go there. So if you see that the market is trending up, mm -hmm. not on a one minute chart, like a, a big level. Yeah, you know, a daily, four hour. Exactly. Mm -hmm. For example, this this time of the year, so mm -hmm. like literally right now, four days ago it reached Nasdaq reached a major support level, right? Yeah, bouncing up from yeah. right. The next pullback that we'll have, mm -hmm. it will mostly um, probably will continue up mm -hmm. again and create a trend mm -hmm. to the upside. Yeah. So you know that this time, this like a week, two weeks ahead you should look for more upside than the downside, for example. Yeah. So stuff like that. So just uh, understanding the bigger picture will help you find the, the right trade. So what a good way, if I could put that into something that you could use is getting your strategy, your techniques, putting them into categories of how they would work in certain market conditions, mm -hmm. then only use those or only look for those strategies once you're in that kind of market condition. Yeah. Yeah? What would you say now, a lot of people are screaming, bear market, especially in crypto, everybody's mm -hmm. crying about their portfolio all the time, yeah. which if you're a trader, it doesn't really matter if, you're going, if it's going up or down, but people are screaming bear market. What kind of strategies do you feel work better in bear markets than in other market conditions? A lot of people says, say that never buy, never buy in a bear market, you're only selling in a bear market. Let's say on retracements, you're always selling or... That's stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wasn't from me that said that, I didn't say that by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Twitter, like Twitter all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> First of all, what type of uh, trader are you? Is it a uh, mm. one minute chart or 15 or an yeah. hour? Um, what type of personality you have. The last uh, two days I made amazing content trend to the up and the downside yeah. on the uh, NASDAQ, on the DAX, on the S&P, whatever. Um, so if you want to, but in general, mm -hmm. if let's say you're in a bear market, then uh, momentum will be much better because when price break a major level, Usually melting. Yeah. Down, you know. What do they say? It's like up the stairs and down the elevator. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love shorting. Shorting is just so much faster, so much funner. But yeah, okay. And probably not listen to everything that goes on in Twitter. That's probably the yeah, Twitter analyst. Gotta, you gotta, analy you gotta, uh, gotta uh, you know, find what is good for you because mm -hmm. there's a lot of information out there. Find what fits you, you know, and then. Uh, fit you and then uh, go with it mm -hmm. and not just uh, too much information is not good as well yeah no. yeah what are you last question what are you using now at the moment that is the the go-to strategy at the moment definitely the smart money manipulation mm -hmm. um, looking for a major downtrend finding a support major mm -hmm. support level uh, Watch people sell into that level. Yeah, positive deviation in the MACD, mm. the price section reaching that level. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, basically going in. See, that, that's the thing. All of these techniques, a lot of people use the same or know the same techniques. But why does this trader, let's say they've got the same thing. One trader may not make any money and that other trader makes so much money. It's just, that's it. We're going to have to do the uh, psychology podcast at the, the next episode on psychology, I think. All right, yeah, we'll do that. Because I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
it's a lot of uh, you know a lot of it it's experience a lot of it it's um, you know being patient it's a lot of uh, uh, trade management because mm-hmm. some traders will enter the trade and get out of the trade you know with a stop loss but I will actually let's say add more where they stopped out for example mm-hmm. and then it will reverse to the upside stuff like that so yeah so if it goes back to your entry you would always add more in yeah or even before that, you know, averaging down. Yeah. Yeah, I still can't get my head of how to average down properly. I always average down way too much. End up getting a huge position. We get, do, you know what? We should do a video. Yeah, like, of how video. to average down. Yeah with, yeah, with charts and everything. Yeah. Uh, let us guys know in the, com- in the comments uh, yeah. if you want to. I think that would be good because I think a lot of people talk about averaging down, but there's nobody that actually explains how to average down correctly. Cause you can either get yourself out of shit or you can blow up your account. It's either you get out, get out of trouble or you've blown everything right. with averaging down. But uh, that's it. That do, um, yeah. yeah, we'll keep that to later on. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, like Mickey said, check out the rest of the, the stuff in the, uh, the rest of the episodes in the podcast. Um, now we've got uh, a little bit better audio so you can hear us a little bit better as well but definitely Spotify, YouTube check out uh, Trade the Pool and the Fivers and uh, yeah we'll see you in the next one alright bye guys